0: Welcome to the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman and Friends, the original podcast for NextGen and Kidman leaders. Let's see who joins Jim on this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman. It's great to uh, be on another episode with you. And I am just so excited because my guest this time is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Kenny Conley. Kenny, it's great to have you on the Club Leadership Podcast.
1: It's great to be here, and I'm especially am excited about your recording studio.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, we're in a truck uh, on the side of the road here in beautiful Cumming, Georgia, and uh, Kenny and I are both in town for an Orange event that Kenny oversees and heads up uh, called NEXT, and can you tell us a little bit about the NEXT conference and how that came about?
1: Uh, yeah, NEXT is a is a kind of, probably a better way to describe it is an informal gathering of next-gen pastors, and so it's an event, this is our third year to do it, and it's an event uh, specifically designed for next-gen pastors, people who oversee kids through high school, uh, birth through high school. And um, it's an invite only event. So you kind of have to be on my list. And uh, I have to get to, we have to get to know each other. And then uh, we we have 99 Next Gen Pastors coming in town today for three days of collaboration and encouragement, learning, hearing from incredible communicators. And then really the, the, the secret sauce of this event is sitting around tables and connecting with other Next Gen Pastors and learning how you're implementing, uh, ministry in, in your context.
0: Yeah. Because the longest workshop or, or talking time is 10 minutes.
1: Uh, correct. Yeah. So it's like really great, uh, conversations from a communicator, but only 10-15 minutes max, and then then we'll spend an hour in in either group discussions or group conversations just applying that principle to our unique context. That is
0: so cool. Uh, i got to go to the first one and speak uh, on time management. Didn't get to come to the second one. There was an infused retreat or something Mm -hmm. going on, but I am so excited about being here. I'm going to get to speak on Thursday about uh, some volunteer concepts that... Uh, I've learned that are just um, I feel like are um, just stuff that you got to get right if you're going to manage volunteers effectively. And uh, I'm just looking forward to hanging out and being part of the discussions and get to talk about next gen staff solutions. And uh, but really and truly, uh, the whole next gen uh, pastor role it's pretty new.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh- I'm actually in my ninth year in this role but when I stepped into this role um, and Jim you actually you're actually pretty <laughs> instrumental in me yeah. stepping into that role you knew that the church and were a, a huge reference for me but uh, when I stepped in that role I only knew about three or four people across the country who did yeah. this role and uh, now one of the things I do with orange is I help network and lead this tribe of next-gen pastors and about four years ago my list was about 30 that I knew 30 but now my list is Right, close to a thousand.
0: That's great. So
1: I, I really believe this is probably one of the fastest growing uh, roles in the local church. As children's pastors are, you know, they they kind of hit their capacity of what they can do at their church, and the obvious next step is is to to lead in a bigger capacity. And, and next generation family ministry tends to be that yeah. role. Same thing with student pastors. A lot of student pastors step in that role. So it's an opportunity to to have a seat at the table, to influence your church from a different. Pre- uh, perspective and position, uh, but then continue to lead the way that you maybe did as a children's pastor, or student pastor, but overseeing a strategy from birth through high school.
0: Yeah, and that's so important because uh, I have found that pretty much everybody gets age group ministry right. Mm-hmm. It's the bridges yep. and managing those bridges, uh, you know, a bridge in and a bridge out mm-hmm. uh, that we don't do very well.
1: No, and, and I think part Uh, I I talk about this a lot is that, you know, student ministry and children's ministry, we tend to live within stereotypes. You know, you can, the children's pastor, a lot of children's pastors are kind of the same animal and youth pastors, same kind of animal. And, and oftentimes that, that that's a source of division and it kind of drives us away from each other to to where like, you know what, you're so different from me that I just don't know that I have a lot to offer you or vice versa. So it ends up creating silos within our ministries. And it takes, it takes either one of two things. It takes a team being committed to, like, we're going to overcome these differences, and we're going to figure out how to work together for the sake of our families and kids, or... A church hires somebody like a next-gen pastor who who makes the teams play nice and makes them come together and uh, and work together. So it can happen without this role, but when when a church does decide to hire somebody in a strategic position to lead both these ministries, um, it it usually works. But the reality is, like even though we're we're different, it's we we complement each other so well. Yeah. And so, like you know, student pastors, like they just. Again, this is stereotypical. Like they they get environments so well, they get relationships so well, they get fun so well. Children's pastors they tend to they get organization so well, they get delegation so well, they get you know they get um, you know this attention to detail so well. And it's kind of like we both have what each other needs, right. and if we can figure out how to get in each other's spaces and help each other out. The, the church wins and, yeah. you know, our kids win, our families win, but so churches never get there because the differences are so off-putting that they, yeah. they have a hard time, you know, you know being being humble and say, you know what, I, I'm going to invite you into my ministry and critique right. and help me get better in the same way, inviting, getting invited into to their ministry and, and doing the same thing for them.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the whole idea of partnering with parents, you know, I guess the fact that Every children's pastor, there's nobody in their ministry that that has a driver's license. Correct. So, you know, we're always been dependent on parents. Mm -hmm. But in student ministry circles, that learning what to do with others and parents and playing well together, that's kind of a new frontier for them. It
1: is. And I I think that most student pastors are really open to it. This has not always been on the radar. They've been so focused and so concerned about reaching students who far from God— that that really capturing the heart of the parent and and teaming up with them. And children's pastors do that so well. Yeah. Because it's it's like at the pro right at the forefront of what they do. And um and it it really does change when a church gets a strategy for how they're gonna engage parents from birth through high school. Because the reality is is we're ministering to the same families. They yeah. just happen to have kids yeah. in, in preschool and kids in high school. If we can figure out how to create a, a comprehensive strategy for both then we'll serve our families better
0: yeah and and that's you know we talk about uh you know both you and i are orange thinkers and we talk about orange strategy but uh, you know i've found that even introducing that at child dedication mm-hmm. and being able to launch a new idea of when this new baby becomes a teenager mm-hmm. uh you still need to be Partnering with the church and right. doing those things and launching that strategy, and I don't know why it's taken us so long to work together.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's, uh, you've told me this. It's not like the, you know, we all come back to to Deuteronomy and like, yeah. oh my, my gosh, what a, what an incredible, you know, mission for us to, to be about. But it's it's been there the whole time. Yeah, and <laughs> what
0: I'm seeing about Deuteronomy six, uh, you know, the first aha moment for me was it was talking to parents, not preachers. Uh, But what I've also come to see, uh, it was talking to every person in Israel of any age, Mm -hmm. and that included students, it included uh, elementary kids, it included parents, it included grandparents. And, you know, Deuteronomy 6 is still a grandparent strategy. It is. And uh, as well as even the... uh, you know, the, the godly principles of your role, you know, at our house these days, we've been, uh, teaching Sparrow, my oldest grandson, how to be a good big brother. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, that's, that's just as much a part of that Deuteronomy six as uncles and aunts and even siblings yep. and their role, uh, with one another. And so, um, I have not heard a lot of people talk about that, but, um, it's, you know, that all the different age groups are covered and uh, really need to do the same thing.
1: That's right. That's right. It's it's you know, it's it's a mindset shift. It's what what draws us into ministry, you know, is usually a passion around an age group. Yeah. But um I I am I am actually this uh, this month celebrating twenty years in vocational ministry. That is unreal. And um and now I, let's
0: bring it on home. Uh huh. Tell uh tell all the little uh, people in podcast universe here, uh, where you and I met, how long ago has it been?
1: It's, well, I was, uh, I went to college at Oral Roberts University in yes. Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I, and Jim Weidman was a hero because I grew up watching the Gospel Bill show <laughs> and watching Lefty. Lefty
0: right, the barber of Dry Gulch.
1: That's right. And so, so I, I actually met Jim. Uh, when I was still in college at ORU, and I and I actually attended church on the move, and I had actually got an application to volunteer. I didn't have a car and uh i didn't have a car and then it turns out like right around the same time a church right close to the college campus was looking for someone to lead their ministry and so i stepped into that of course later years later i told jim and you told me said i would have come picked you up <laughs> so you know things could have been turned out very differently if i had uh, if i had connected with you back then but uh you know in the 20 years of doing ministry i've never been more excited about what i do and it's and it's so much bigger than just i'm so glad that my focus isn't just um, just the the kids, yeah, um, and and I, and that does and that's not a slam to anybody that's working in children's ministry. I think whether you serve in student ministry or children's ministry or next gen, when we get a vision for the whole thing, it, it changes everything. Yeah, it is. I feel like it's it's a wild west frontier of of like we haven't figured everything out yet. No, we haven't, and, and we're discovering amazing uh, opportunities and strategies. And it's just and when you get to sit everyone in the room together and and set your titles aside and say let's solve the problems of of the of the generation here in our community it's so much fun
0: yeah and so you mentioned uh something that's kind of on your heart right now and that is generational
1: collaboration
0: collaboration Mm -hmm. and uh um you know it's really collaboration is more than just working together it is it's uh, really being partners and teammates. Yeah. And uh, won't you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I've been I've been spending a lot of time uh, putting thoughts down about what it really means. What ge- generational collaboration and the easy way for us to to like to dive into it is is the relationship between a children's pastor and a student pastor or yeah. those two teams, and 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 it really does when it comes down to it. You think about it for for a second that you put your tr- your your typical preschool director and your your typical high school director in a room together, you know, and you say, Hey, y'all talk ministry. You think, well, they'll talk for about three <laughs> minutes and then, and then, then they're done. Yeah. But there is so much more in common than, than you initially think. Like we, you're both leading volunteer organizations. You're both developing, um, developing, vo- uh, volunteer leaders. You're both, uh, trying to connect and partner with parents who are desperate for, to, to do this things right for their kids. And you can spend so much more. T- I mean, uh, hours and hours and you'll never finish the conversations of, of of how to better connect. So there's there's a lot of application of generational collaboration of how do we how do we serve each other's areas? How do we serve each other well? Like that's a, a huge deal, but it even bridges beyond that that when when you can break down the silos between your children's ministry and your student ministry and begin to, to have a uh, a strategy for all of it together and work towards that, then you really begin to have the 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 opportunity to break down the silos between the generational ministries and and adults and and your serving uh, ministries and, and your arts ministries. And the last three years I was at Gateway in Austin, Texas, we began to see some some significant strives to where we, we have a had a global missions strategy at our church. And what we wanted for next generation is like we want to create amazing opportunities for kids and teenagers to have overseas and out of state mission experiences, but we didn't have the staff to be able to pull it off. And our serving and global ministry was still kind of small. They weren't doing a lot. And so we created a partnership to where they actually helped provide the opportunity for us to take two or 300 kids and teenagers on mission trips. And it brought such momentum to that area of our church and it helped serve our kids well. Yeah. And uh and all of a sudden as a church, like our global over half of our global emphasis at our church was the next generation. Uh, same way, like with when it came to arts, we began to partner with our arts department who generally, you know, they just, they're focused on putting great musicians and great vocalists on stage. And we started to say, we, we want to do the same thing in our environments. And right. so we actually ended up becoming this, uh, a destination for maybe people who didn't quite make the cut. Like they just weren't quite ready to stand before a thousand people and sing, but it became the message, like, "Hey, we want you to start in our elementary stage, right. and uh, and and develop as a as a vocalist, or develop as you know a musician in our student band, and um, and it ended up becoming this really." Really cool thing to where you know one vocalist might be singing on the main stage one Sunday, and the next Sunday she's on a preschool stage, right? And um and it ended up creating this beautiful and rich environment of we're working together, and uh and it's about the next generation, it's about our church, and it's breaking down these silos, and it's so much fun to see that happen. That it yeah. wasn't just me doing my job and me leading my department but as a church becoming interconnected and interdependent on on each other.
0: Yeah. When you know years ago at Church on the Move uh uh we had you know paid musicians mm-hmm. and there was just no place for just average or regular church uh people that played an instrument to do anything. We started that and you know at one time I had 12 different bands and uh you know, in our next generation department and uh, you know, the same thing uh, they might be in my fifth and sixth grade room uh, on the weekend. And then on Wednesday night, they were playing in the main and, and we just kind of grew up kids as well. Um, you know, it was like Yancey, she sang in every age group and they led worship with, uh, from preschool to adults. And it's just being able to connect and, uh, build a team, and I've said this for years that uh, you know farm club can work in more than just major league baseball, mm-hmm. and uh, raising up folks to uh, really just grow up and be adult members of the congregation. And for that to happen, there there can't really be a drop off between the elementary department and the youth department. Yep. We started, uh, you know really running a feeder program. You know, I learned uh, playing sports in the South, uh, you know, the teams that really do well, all the feeder schools run the high schools, Mm -hmm. plays and systems, same defense, so that, you know, from the time they start playing football, you know, they're learning the systems that they're going to grow into and play. And I started doing that in the church years ago, just trying to – have every, you know, the ministries and things we introduce in elementary, then go into our middle school program, which feed what's happening in the high school, which feed our adult helps ministry. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, to me, that's just the smartest way to, uh, play together and have that strategy.
1: And I think the important thing to know is that your arts director, your adults minister, They're not going to push for this. Like this isn't on their on their radar at all. And uh, and if you just kind of bring it up or you demand it or like you're just going to get a big no. And so part of like part of my role, what I probably spend more time doing than anything, is just building relationship and building bridges between other ministries that usually have no connection whatsoever. Uh, And 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 that's I think really what the heart of generational collaboration is is helping the arts director and helping the adults ministry pastor and the, and the serve department and the global missions department to get a heart for the next generation and, and recognize that it's going to help their ministry just as much as it invests in the next generation. And when all of a sudden the the different people who are leading these different areas of the church get a heart for the next generation and what it means for, for their area and how much more rich it'll create their environments to be as well, then then you begin to see something happen at your church at a level that you never that you could yeah. never do on your own. because like, you're never going to be able to hire a missions director for your children's ministry sure. or an, necessarily an art director for your children's ministry. I mean you might but it's unlikely why not let the best person at your church who does that lean into your area yeah. and do that. so
0: So where's the starting place? you know we talk about I think we've hit the big picture pretty mm-hmm. well. But, uh, you know, again, the steps of the righteous are ordered to the Lord. What's the next step? What's that first step?
1: I think, you know, it's uh, I think probably it just starts with yourself of of getting a a, a, a bigger vision for th- than you have currently. Uh, I think it's spending some time in the word, spending some time with the Lord, uh, just really asking where am I where am I? Controlling, trying to control this. Where am I holding on to things? Uh, being territorial and and beginning to like even with your own heart, just like to to let go of things for the greater good of your church. Of, of how can I how can I serve my student pastor? Yeah. How can I serve these other? Because oftentimes we, we tend to have a chip on our shoulder and we get angry and frustrated because they're not giving us what what we need to be successful. And I think it starts with letting go of those offenses and and making those things right. Then the next part is, I think it really begins to, if your church doesn't have a next generation or family ministry pastor, then it's you relationally leaning into others yeah. and begin, and then begin casting vision of what if we could do this? What if you, sitting with youth pastor, what if you had more of a say in what the sixth graders were like when they got into your ministry? Yeah. What what if, what if I had an opportunity to continue to, uh, Influence how kids were continuing to be developed as they leave our ministry. What if and and begin to just cast vision for what a collaborative environment looks like, and um, and that just takes being really humble and being a team player and serving in places that you never would have served before, and um, and I think some some great resources um, are. Um, Think Orange is kind of like is is Reggie's manifesto of is this is his concept like this yeah. is what he did at North Point all those years ago. Uh, if it's a it's a pretty lengthy book, there's a shorter version called The Essence of Orange or or I'm sorry, Orange Essentials yeah. uh, that you can pick up that book. Well, um, a new
0: kind of leader,
1: new kind of leaders that way.
0: Uh, is also that
1: so way. so these are these are some great resources that'll help you get you thinking in that direction. Take your team to the Orange Conference, you know, to spend a week. You know, just dreaming about what it would look like to, uh, to to work together. And you know, and if you're if you're interested in, in stepping into a role like this next gen or family ministry pastor, uh reach out to me. I'd I'd love to connect with you and, and help help connect you to the right resources. So
0: how can they do that?
1: Uh, probably the easiest and quickest way to get a hold of me is um is a through Twitter and is uh, at Kenny Conley K-E-N-N-Y-C-O-N-L-E-Y. Uh, I, I have a children's ministry blog uh, childrensministryonline.com. I talk about next gen stuff. I'm I'm probably within the next couple of months. I'm launching an actual next gen uh, blog to where you can um, you can find specific resources and, and help there as well. But for right now, we'll just make it easy. Just shoot me a tweet, to uh, Kenny Conley, and uh, and I'll connect with you. We'll connect via email and. Um, uh, I'd love to walk with you through this journey. There's a lot of people. You don't have to do this by yourself. Yeah. And there's a lot of other people that are in the same place you are where you're frustrated. You want to do more. And uh, we can connect on in a Facebook group and uh, build a community around you as you walk through this journey.
0: You know, long before I had that role as a next general pastor and really coming up with a strategy for the church, I just began to serve my youth pastor. mm mm-hmm. uh, You know, one thing is my kids uh, were in his ministry and I wanted him to do good because I want my kids to do good. And, uh, you know, just little things. I was back in the day over a bus ministry and I had all these drivers and different folks. And I went to my youth pastor one day and said, could I take care of all the vehicles and stuff and get all the drivers and tend to that so you wouldn't have to in the New Year's lock in? And, uh, you know, he said, well, sure. And, uh, I just began to serve in areas that I had to serve all the time and I had the resources. Yeah. And, uh, then he was such, my youth pastors was such a wordsmith. He could take, uh, just that little bit of, um, description of a workshop and just make it, uh, sound so exciting and, and so different and new. And so, for the conference that I had to oversee, I had him do all the descriptions, and he would rework all those things because uh, we started do it, looking at each other's strength. And, mm-hmm. and I remember going to him and saying, hey, don't ever do another uh, organizational chart. Let me do that for you, and here's something you can do for me. And we just started helping one another yeah. by our strengths. Yeah. Uh, but then when I started really developing that position – Another good starting place is sitting down with your senior pastor and just saying, what do you want the young people who grow up in this church to know, be, and do, Mm -hmm. and then just work backwards, trying to, so what does the young adult program need to look like? What does um, the senior high need to look like to feed that senior high program? What does middle school need to look like? What does elementary need to look like? And just by working backwards and getting everybody working on the same goal, Mm -hmm. um, I know for me, um, then all of a sudden it wasn't this, you know, uh, peer coming up with these concepts. This was, you know, the vision of the house from the senior pastor for every age group, um, you know, leading to adulthood. Yeah. And that's just huge.
1: That's great. That's great. That's, That's what it's about.
0: Yeah, and so uh, it's kind of fun. Now you've got everybody wanting to go to the next conference next yes. year, uh-huh. and it's just for next-generation pastors.
1: It's, yeah, it's, it's an invite-only, next-generation pastors-only. Uh, we want to get people in the room that are that are working on the same uh, uh, stuff. Now, what we also have at the Orange Conference, we yeah. do a next-generation track that is open to anyone. Yeah. And, and this it's a really great kind of—maybe you're— Maybe you're wanting to be in this role uh, and you want to learn more about it. You want to connect with other people that are doing it. Orange is a great place for that. And there's no limit to that. You yeah, can use... And it
0: starts on the pre-con day. Correct. The the leads. What is it? It's you lead day. You lead day. You want to be there for you lead because yeah, that's U-lead where we day. will do
1: next generation specific tracks and breakouts. That, and, and we do. I, uh, I do a lot of. Uh, kind of gatherings and coaching opportunities. And so, like, if you're a next-gen pastor or a wannabe, this is what you want to do, then uh, it's a great— I, I can connect you with other people that are doing that, and it's a great place for you to begin that um, begin that process.
0: That's kind of fun. Well, Kenny, thanks so much for— uh being on the podcast, I can't believe that you've never been on one of the podcasts before. Not
1: the podcast. I think it was about maybe five or six years ago in your office yes. in Murfreesboro. We did, uh, we did, we did it before. It was a podcast. Okay, and so, but it's been that's been the a old while.
0: Old club, the old club. I was, I was a podcast before podcasts were cool. I, I, I
1: don't think you're cassette tapes then. I think uh, you might have been. D- digital Just download. Digital download, yeah. yeah. You've come a long way.
0: Yeah, I, well, you know, you got to change. Uh, I remember Yancey talking to me one time. We were going to redo Puppet Aerobics, <laughs> and uh, she looked at me. She said, Dad, every 15 years, you need to change your music if you want to or not. And uh, Yancey's <laughs> always kind of uh, been a good little boss of Jim Wyden Ministries, and uh, she still helps me uh, trying to get, uh, you know, uh, just to wake up and smell the millennium.
1: Uh, we, uh, we need people like that in our lives. Yeah, and you really do. I've and watched you do that really well, and because uh, I know you have people in your life who tell you what you should like, what conferences you should speak at, or what opportunities. And I think every one of us, we have to recognize our blind spots. That yeah. we're going to become old farts, and we're going
0: to well, want to do things the way we always really did. Really hard to sit at the kids' table. And John Acuff <laughs> on Orange Tour this year, he was talking about you need people in your life 15 years older and 15 years younger. And I told him, I said, man, the only way I can find people 15 years older than me is to go back to some of those Kenyon and, uh, you know, all these Spurgeon and all these books and pull out and read about dead guys from dead guys uh, is how I find the 15 years older. But the other thing is, I realized not only do I hang out with 15 years younger I have another 15 years younger that I hang out with and I still meet with a group of teenagers that are 15 to 18 20 in that age group that I meet with about once every two months and I just run illustrations that I need to retire mm. and they t- you know they said uh, you know I I was talking to one of them. To me, uh, I know what You did last summer is a recent movie, and they <laughs> reminded me we had not been born yet when that movie was released. And and so you know, there's certain certain things I, I quit talking about AAA. No, nobody understands yeah. <laughs> AAA anymore. And used to, it's funny because when I was younger, I would change my own tire. And go to them for maps. Now I get them to change my tire, and I bring my own maps right. to the table. But uh, it's one of those things nobody knows what it is. Nope. And and so you know you're sitting there talking about stuff using an illustration to make something plainer, and it just confuses folks. And <laughs> so all those different 15s have uh, made a difference. And so uh, you've been a huge blessing to me. And uh, you know you and Sam when you went through Infuse. Uh, you know, y'all are always saying, look at this app, look at this app, uh, look at this technology. And now we're just sitting here in a truck yep. with a recording studio. Yeah, I know, that's amazing. It's kind of having fun. So thanks so much for being on the podcast. And uh, for all of you um, that are uh, maybe... Uh, you, if you would uh, share about the Club Leadership Podcast, it's amazing to me how so many folks in student ministry, next gen ministry, and uh, kids ministry don't know that it's still going uh, all these years. And so, uh, check it out on the iTunes and um, the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman. We'll see you next month. Thanks so much for being a part of our podcast. And, Kenny, thanks again for being here in the truck. And so uh, see you all next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman. To continue the conversation online, go to kidmancoach.com and click on the club group. For more information about Jim, his blog, books, and resources, as well as his infused coaching program, go to JimWeidman.com. At Jim Weidman Ministries, we're committed to building strong leaders.